Showtime, folks. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to episode 39 of Saturday Matinee Theater, brought to you by your friends at the Long Box Crusade. We are here in jolly old England in our recording studio set up at 221B Baker Street. I am your host, Jared Albrecht, the yard sale artist, and joining me as always is the Watson to my Sherlock, Pat Sampson, a.k.a. DJ Cristados. How are we feeling today, Dr. Cristados? Well, Jared, I'm glad you asked. Let me tell you how I'm feeling. Let me kind of tell you a story. It's the warmth and gaiety of a successful party, the pleasure of friends amongst friends, the anticipation of new and interesting people to meet. These are the elements of an enjoyable evening. These are often the memorable occasions in life. This is a story that started at a podcast, gay, joyous, festive. This is a story of a podcast that ended with fear and horror. It was a cry for help the LBC crew will never forget. Back to you, Jared. All right. Thanks for that, Pat. <laughs> also joining me is the Mycroft to my Sherlock, my older, wiser brother, Jason, the Weasel Skull Albrecht. How are we doing today, Jason? Not bad. What time you got? I got uh, 10.06. Uh, by 10.21, I'm going to choke Pat out. <laughs> okay. All right. Pat, I... I'm choking you out at 10.26. <laughs> Well, you know, like I said, it's a story of a podcast that ended uh. <laughs> in fear and horror. Okay, well, we also have with us our favorite constable, Delvin the Dark Web Wilkins. And how do you do, Bobby Wilkins? Before you go, though, Bobby, Pat's going to come say I threatened him. It's not true. Mm, okay. <laughs> Uh, I tell you, I'm pretty happy and I feel pr pretty complimented because just like the episode mentioned, you know, I'm very interesting. You know why? Because I'm, I'm black. Really? I'm from the show. You are? Yes. Every every, in every interesting person has a little black to them. That's that's what we said. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I have a whole lot of black. Me. Delvin. Yes. Jason has just told me that he's going to try to <laughs> kill me at 10 o'clock tonight. 1026. 10, oh, 10, That time was 1026. Well, but I did. You got to help me. You got to protect me, Delvin. I mean, okay, but he was just here a few minutes ago and he told me that you were going to say this. What? It'll all make sense. You said later. this? <laughs> oh, all right. This all right. is where we separate the audience that has watched the episode from the audience that have not watched the episode. Yeah. People haven't watched the episode have already tuned out. For those of you who've stuck around, let's get a show description. Uh, Dr. Cristados, can you help us out with that? I certainly can, Jared. I'm glad you asked. Saturday Matinee Theater is a retro review, sometimes index show, brought to you by the Longbox Crusade, where we will be taking you back to the past with some potentially overlooked retro awesomeness in the realm of television, movie serials, or films. Basically, if it's vintage and it's kind of forgotten, we're going to dig it up. On this episode, we'll be continuing our indexing of all 39 episodes of the 1954 television series Sherlock Holmes. 1954 Sherlock Holmes was produced by Sheldon Reynolds. It starred Ron Howard as Sherlock Holmes and H. Marion Crawford as Dr. Watson. So take off your deerstalker cap, light up your pipe, get cozy by the fireplace, and let the soothing violin music of Mr. Sherlock Holmes whisk you away into the past. But don't forget what happens at 9 o'clock tonight. In 26. Well, 
done as always, Pat. Beautiful, beautiful work. Mm-hmm. Jason, okay. I think on piano there, backing it up. Yeah, as always. Yeah, I have uh, been practicing my. Never mind. Let's just move on. Uh, <laughs> probably best. Yeah, probably. Forget best. it. Delvin, what we got tonight? All right. Episode twenty-seven was titled "The Case of the Perfect Husband." Original air date. 2 May 1955, director Steve Previn. The writer was Hamilton Keener. It was his only episode. With guest stars Archie Duncan as Lestrade, Michael Goff as Russell Partridge, K. Richard Lark as Wilkins, and Mary Sinclair as Janet Partridge. As a reminder, all 39 episodes are available on YouTube. We highly encourage you to watch this episode before proceeding with this podcast, because not only is it just more fun that way, but Jared is about to give a synopsis about this episode, and then we're going to discuss it. There are probably some spoilers heading your way, so if you haven't watched this episode, we recommend that you pause it here, go back on, check it out on YouTube, and then come back to join our discussion. And at only 26 minutes per episode, it's not a big time demand. For those of you who are watching along with us, we'd love to hear your insights. Don't forget to comment about the show on Twitter using the hashtag I'm following homes. Jared. Hashtag I'm following homes. Pat. Hashtag I'm following ho ho homes. Yeah, baby. Jason. Hashtag. I'm a following home. <laughs> <laughs> we came with energy tonight. We are all singing hashtag I'm following homes. And with that, let's turn it over to Jared for the episode summary. At the end of a party celebrating the one-year anniversary of Janet and Russell Partridge's marriage, Russell reveals to his wife that he's murdered seven people, and she's to be the next victim at number eight, and he intends to choke her to death the next day at nine o'clock. Although, he's unclear whether that's a.m. or p.m., but whatever. (laughs) The distraught Mrs. Partridge goes to Inspector Lestrade for help. But she becomes concerned because Lestrade, like everyone else, only sees her husband as a wonderful man, so she doesn't actually tell the inspector her problem. But Lestrade's cop sense kicks in, and he has Wilkins tail Janet Partridge. She proceeds to 221B to ask for assistance from Holmes, and everybody shows up at the flat while she's there. Lestrade and then Russell Partridge himself. Is Mrs. Partridge actually suffering from delusions? Is her husband gaslighting her? Can anyone elude Holmes's keen detection skills and Watson's fireplace poker skills forever? Tune in and find out. Hey, Pat. Yes. 13 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't believe you. I think you're lying. <laughs> well, then, let's do some highs and lows on this episode. I think there's going to be some interesting comments. And Delvin, you get to lead it off. High or low, my friend? I'll go with a high. Since it was Hamilton Keener, it was his only episode writing, it definitely had a unique feel to it. I agree to that, yeah. From the just start of it, like there was that foreshadowing of it. It was going to be one of the most intense and haunting mysteries that Holmes had ever seen. And just the whole episode just had this feel over it that was a little bit different than the ones in the past. There are usually some attempts at humor. Some fail, some don't, but this one didn't have that. It was definitely macabre. Yeah, that's my high. Sinister. Yes. Interesting, Pat. What do you think? High, low? You know, I'm going to go with a high as well, too, on this with Russell, the husband who mm, everybody loves. Creepy. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm got. I got it right in my notes. Creepy. <laughs> that's the word you said. That's what I put that's in there, too. I said, Russell, I'm like, this guy is creepy. Man. He's got that. And then he does the eyebrow thing, and one eyebrow <laughs> goes up, and he's got that creepy mustache and that wickedy smile. And he was a great actor in this thing. Oh, I can't wait to get to the fun facts with Jared. I'm going to blow your mind. I think he made this episode. Oh, he's he good. just sold it. And I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you at this time. I'm going to do all this. And, Never you know. said A or PM. No, I'm, gonna kill you I'm, like, tomorrow. I'm like, what time is it in, in the morning? Or what's 2100. I'm killing you at 2100. All right. <laughs> I'm, I'm figuring he missed the AM because she's up and about and doing something. And <laughs> he likes but, to sleep late. Yeah, and he's like, okay, you know, nine o'clock. See you then. And good, good night. <laughs> Good Happy anniversary. Jason, high or low? Man, I'm going to have to jump on with that high. I'm interested in Hamilton Keener. I wonder why he only wrote one episode. And part of me wonders if this was like too dark for the time and maybe he just wasn't invited back. I don't know. It was pretty dark. Yeah, it was it was way darker than most of the others that we've seen, but I really liked it. This is one of those ones where I was actually in suspense. I was like, oh my gosh, you only got like 10 minutes, right? And I honestly didn't know what was going to happen from one moment to the next. So it was written very, very well. So my hat's off to Hamilton Keener. Definitely, definitely. I, As you guys know, or people who've listened for a while know that I watched all these originally just as a run for fun. My wife and I watched them all. And now I'm revisiting them with the crew here as part of Saturday Matinee Theater. And when you watch 39 episodes, you know, one every night, it's easy to kind of forget them. But I didn't forget this one. So that must mean something. Mm. This is one of those ones that I was like, I remember this episode when I fired it up. Yeah, I think this is one that's going to stick in my brain as well. Delvin, back to the top of the order, sir. So my question slash what the is, I understood how Holmes deduced what he did and where he didn't look, but I wish that they would have explained it a little bit better because it left a little bit of room of interpretation. It's like, did he just randomly guess that? Because he figured it out by the number of stairs that he walked up. So what if that was the fifth person that he killed? Or, or what was the fourth person that he killed? Would he have been able to figure it out as well? Right. I think they missed a golden opportunity to use a quasi-famous Holmes quote of whenever you eliminate all other possibilities, whatever remains, no matter how improbable, has to be the truth. That would have made more sense in that situation. I looked literally everywhere else. The only other place you could hide these dead bodies would be the one place I didn't look. 
Right. Would have made more sense. I'm with yeah. you. And they kind of hinted to that a little bit because you could tell he was frustrated that he didn't find anything. And so then he wanted to go back to the house and make sure. And he finally came up with where he hadn't looked. So an excellent deduction. I just wish they would have explained it a little bit better. Yeah, fair. Pat? I kind of agree with Dellen's low. So I, th- I think we're all kind of on the same mindset on this one. I wish I would have understood it a little bit more, but I really don't have a low for this one. Uh, besides that, uh, I liked seeing Wilkins. Wilkins. Back on. If, if you're going to have somebody tail somebody, you got you can put your man Wilkins on that. Yeah. Damn right. And I liked seeing Watson as well in this too. He's kind of a, you know, he's always a smooth guy. And when she shows up at the door, he's like all kind of eased back and relaxing that he's got to put himself together again. <laughs> yeah, very proper. Yeah, the vapors, proper didn't it? Yeah. Overall, just a, a really enjoyable episode that I, I would watch again. So cool. Jason, you get the last official round. Well, I think that the only one we haven't really talked about was Janet Partridge. I thought she was she was really cool. I mean, she was a lot cooler than I would have been in that situation. That's for darn sure. I can't really call it a low because I guess it was a sign of the times where women were considered property. But for her to go to Lestrade and basically have him blow her off, it's like, God, what do I do? And really, it's Holmes that has to shame Lestrade into taking some action there. But she never gives up. She saves Holmes bacon when he sneaks into the house and leaves mm-hmm. his hat on the yeah. table. I thought mm-hmm. that was cool. She kept her calm the whole time and she had to get out there at nine o'clock. She was confronting her psycho husband on the stairs. So I really like Janet Partridge and I think that the actor who played her, which was Mary Sinclair, thought she did a great job. I do want to give some props to Lestrade because instead of him just completely blowing her off and being like, okay, yeah, you're crazy. I, I don't believe any of this. His cop sense did take a little bit because he put Wilkins on it. And yeah. I give him props for that, for going, you know what? Something's weird here. Go ahead, go ahead and follow. But, you know, I thought that at first, too. But then, basically, I think he thought she's going to go to Sherlock Holmes. So he showed up at Sherlock Holmes' Man, house again. Be a fool. Yeah, to try to try to stop her again. Oh, okay. You know, because yeah. that's what I thought at first. Like, okay, well, maybe he's like, he's not a complete idiot. He's sending Wilkins to protect her. But no, he just wanted to show up like, I knew you were going to go to Sherlock Holmes' place. And, oh, I didn't pick up that vibe. but Yeah, I was, I, I was uh, picking up that. Because hmm. it wasn't until they were back at headquarters where Holmes is like, if something happens to her, it's, it's on you. you. Yeah. It's it's on you. And, and that's the point where he's like, okay, maybe I better do something. Yeah. But I, I like the teamwork because I think, say they were doing like a feature length or something where you could have had a straight like, well, you don't know what you're talking about. Then you're an idiot or whatever. But no, he Holmes was right. And that if you have someone coming to you saying, this dude is literally going to kill me. And then some of the other guy go, oh, no, she crazy. Why would you say something like that? She crazy. No, you have to at least look. I'm surprised the obvious thing would have been to just keep her there in custody. Yeah. Keep her in protective custody. Mm -hmm. Keep her there for the day. That's where the craziness and the psychoness of the killer, you know, he's like, she's going to go do this Mm -hmm. and I'm going to tell him this and he's going to believe me because I'm such a nice guy and yada, yada, yada. He was literally like a cat toying with his prey there. Yeah. I think he's the craziest guy that we've seen. If you're crazy enough to tell the person, I am going to kill you. 
<laughs> and I'm going to kill you at this time. And this is how I'm going to do it. And I've done it seven other times. That dude was certifiable. That was a legitimate threat. And he had me. And then to have the entirety of Scotland Yard come in and run over your house with a fine tooth comb. And that's what you wanted because you wanted the thrill of getting away with it. That dude was a sick puppy. Want to point out that it is now 1026? Uh oh. <laughs> we better hurry up. Here. <laughs> my, my time's almost up. I can't hurt my boy. I can't hurt. I can't hurt you, Pat. <laughs> Any <laughs> other burning comments before we wrap this one up? Absolutely. It is very pertinent to mention that the show most likely ended post credits with a partridge in a pear tree. Because the. Their last name was Partridge. Partridge. Yeah. 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 Sentenced to death. Got home. All right, fine. You guys, you guys, you don't Fun facts. Fun facts. (laughs) Let's move to the fun facts. Okay. Everybody loved Michael Goff. It might be pronounced Go. We're going with Goff. Everybody loved him as Russell Partridge. He was creepy. So, Pat, look at me. Where have you seen him before? Was he on another episode of this? No. He was in. Was he in Flash? 1989's Batman oh. movie, and oh, then he no. was in the next Batman movie, and then the next Batman <gasps> movie, Alfred. and then the next Batman movie. Yes, that's right. Oh. Alfred Pennyworth from the holy ass. Oh, wow, that. I didn't know he looked really familiar. I was like, I, <laughs> oh wow, but yes, that is Alfred Pennyworth who started the role of Alfred in 1989's Batman and last appeared in it in 1997's Batman and Robin. So there you have it. A very young Alfred Pennyworth is in this episode. My other fun fact is at the very beginning, when the party's closing out, there's two guys that leave. They are known as John and Herbert, I believe, in the credits. It's Thomas Quinn Curtis and Richard Watts Jr. Now, those names don't mean anything to us now, but at the time, they were internationally known theater critics. So it's kind of a weird time capsule to think that at the time people would be like, oh, look, it's Thomas and Richard, <laughs> you know, but it means nothing to us now. But they were sort of like famous cameos. It'd be like having Ebert and Roper. Yeah, yeah. pretty much show up on your show. Makes you wonder then if uh, what kind of rating they gave this then. <laughs> well, good question, because we're going to get the pipe ratings, Pat. Thank you for that segue. I'm glad you asked. <laughs> As you know, we do a rating of pipes on this show. You can give up to five pipes. We each have five pipes to give. Five means you loved it. Four means you thought it was very good. Three is good. Two is just okay. And one, I did not like it. Delvin. Hmm. You know what? This is a five. This is the suspense that it held you to was very good from start to finish. And, you know, uh, there have been a few of the shows where they give Watson that opening narrative and it's like, and it's a mystery that will blow your mind. (laughs) It's like, eh, my mind wasn't really blown. (laughs) At the end of this one, the reveal under the stairs so grisly they couldn't even show it. They teased it, it, though. They teased it. They teased it, and it's like, ooh. Ooh. Oh, my goodness. Yes. That that is horrific. There are seven dead bodies in this guy's house. Somehow smell or something. Oh, like like the logistics that he would have. Why? Because he could just brag on them. The thought of it is really disturbing. And so to start with that teaser, 
to have the feel that it did and to end with the payoff, which what is what it did, gets a solid five from me. Wow, good stuff. All right, Weasel Skull. I'm going to jump on board the five train with Dark Web there. I agree. I think this episode had all the elements that I love in a Sherlock Holmes mystery. It was a great thriller. Had me at the seat of my seat the whole time. <laughs> it had Holmes's deduction. It had Wilkins. It had Lestrade. Just an amazing episode. It flew by. And yeah, I think this is probably my favorite one that I've seen so far. So five for me. Man, five for Jason. I'm throwing my five on the stack for the same reasons you guys did. Pat, I saved it for you. Well, you know, Jared, when we started this rating... You may have noticed that I didn't try to get anybody's pipes because I figured I'm not going to have any pipes for later on. So no leftover pipes. No yeah. leftover pipes. I'm 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 giving my five. I'm all in, guys. Oh, oh. You know, it's time to get up, everybody. Everybody get up now. Five will make you get down. Get out now. Oh man. Yeah, this is this was a good one. This is a good, yeah. This is really good. Yeah, like I said, we didn't I immediately can remember it. That says something after only, you know, watching it one time before. You, you know, if you have not watched one of these episodes and you just listen along, I would say this would be the episode to show somebody what the show is kind of about. Is yeah, what I, would I would do, do this or Eugene Decker's episode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Eugene Decker's is legit, too. But, man, this guy was creepy. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, he was. Yeah. Definitely and one mean, of the darker ones. And anytime you have a villain that's giving Holmes fits, that's something special. <laughs> Yep. Yep. The guy even shows up at Holmes' house. <laughs> hey, what's up, everybody? It's just me, Psycho <laughs> Killer. Psycho and he's all dressed nice in this suit, and he's like, "Sup, guys? Killed before, gonna kill again. Nothing you can do about it. <laughs> Check your watch, baby." <laughs> well, that's awesome. I'm so glad that we uh, all really enjoyed this one. It's it's great to pick up a high every once in a while. And now it's time to get into the 221B mailbag. If uh, Jason, hand me the bag there, and we'll get go. into these. All right. Oh, it's got some interesting stuff in the mailbag. But as usual, we are going to kick off these comments with special shout outs to our Crusaders Club members. These are the fine folks who have joined our crusade. They get discounts from my online store, theyardsaleartist.com, early access to special long box episodes, voting on show content, raffle prizes, and so much more. So here are the great folks reaping those benefits and giving us some much appreciated support for all of our shows. Gerald Green. I, the Collector. Joe Thomas. Angelica Wolf. Bill from the Bat Pod. Blasted or Stash It. Braxton Underwood. Reggie Hancock. Ronald Wint. Samantha Maney. Sean Urbanski. Steve Cronin. Ryan Daly. Bob Buster. David Capuni. David Collins. He's a crazy old man driving a battle wagon. Gene Hendricks. Greg Van Leuven. Ivor Evans. Jeremy L. John Watson. John and Maggie. Jose Pollo. Maxwell Traver. Miranda W. Paul Hicks. Rick of Jeff and Rick Present. Ross Michaud. Tim Price. 
and Toronto Cop. And if we miss anyone on our list, we certainly apologize. Please keep in mind we record these episodes well in advance of release. So if your recent edition will be getting to you soon, but no worries, you can let us know we missed you by sending an email to contact at longboxcrusade.com. We'll get it straightened out. You might be asking yourself, how do I become a Crusaders Club member? Jared. Yes. I have a question. Go ahead. How do I become a Crusaders Club member? It's simple. It's a two-step plan. Step okay. one, yes. don't be Jason. Got it. Step two, head over to patreon.com and search Longbox Crusade for as little as $1 a month. One measly dollar a month. You'll get access to the Crusaders Club. Come check it out. And if you don't have any extra scratch laying around, but you want to help us out here at LBC headquarters, we'd love it if you take a minute to write a review on iTunes for the show. You want to keep it short with star ratings? That's cool, but we really love the feedback and we want to hear from you. So, so let us know and we'll be happy to read your review on a future show. Jared, I got a quick question. Go ahead. I do want to join. Yes. But I'm Jason. No. Dang it. Okay. All right. Jared. I Jared. Was- Jared. Yes, Jason. Same question. Uh, no. <laughs> Jared. Yes, Pat. Jared. Yes. So if if I was Jason, right, and I know I can't, right, give, but if I give a five star, would that really help me? Yes. Get in the we'll good take a five star. Yeah, we'll take a five star rating. Okay. Appreciate you asking. I appreciate that. Well, let's get into the shares, likes, and retweets from episode 37, which was the case of the Baker Street Nursemaids, a.k.a. the Three Men and a Baby episode. (laughs) (laughs) We had Alan on for that one. That was fun times. And here are the folks that showed us some love on that episode. And we're starting off with, we left our wallet with El Sedano. Gotta get it. Gotta get it. Gotta get it. And then the man himself, Alan J. Porter. Next up, we have Alexa Angelkovic. I'm going to go with Angelica Fetty Wolf. For the Wolf Pack. Bill Dunleavy. Chris Liu. Chris Von Cannon. Chris at BTO and Bat Books, gentlemen. Clifford Alvarez. And our good friend from the basement, Clinton Robinson. And his blog, Coffee and Comics. And I got him again. It's Dave Collins, just a crazy old man driving a bat, 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 battle wagon. D Server Lodge. Dreadnought. Fan Film Friday's podcast. Gene Hendricks. Jerry Green. Green Lantern HG. And his alter ego, Hal Jordan. Ivan Chudley. Kathleen Roach. Kevin Dale Duncan. Kim Ellis. Longbox of Darkness. Lyndon Cheney. Mike Peacock. Professor Frenzy. It's a it's show. A show. <laughs> Good friends Ruth and Darren at Rad Adventures Network. Ranger Gord. Ruth Sutherland. Tim 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 Price. Space, the final frontier. <laughs> it's Trekker Talk. It's They're been back. a while. It's been a while. Too. Welcome back, Trekker Talk. Not about Star Trek. Oh, it's my turn. So, with that, it's time to give me a beat. No packing like the unpacking power of the unpacking power of the power pack because it's packing the power. It's packing the power. It's packing the power at the clock. I'm the bad guy. Nice, Jason. 
Warlord Worlds. There ain't no warlord like the yeah, never mind. <laughs> there ain't no world like the warlord world because the warlord world. world don't stop, don't stop. All right, let's get into the mailbag. Delvin, grab you a comment out of the mailbag. Absolutely, we will go with relatively geeky, and he wants us to know that he and Mrs. Quarterbin are watching right now. Hashtag I'm following Holmes. I'm following home. <laughs> I'm following the homes. And he was very pleased because there was lots of punching. Take me homes tonight. I don't want to let you go. I tell you what, I love that comment because, you know, I mean, somebody's watching along with us, man. And that's, Heck yeah. Yeah. And that's one that is, it's fun. The whole family can do it. Him and Mrs. Quarterbin watching the homes. That's awesome. I'll take one here from Clinton Robinson straight from the basement. He said, I loved how they acknowledged and I got suckered in by the promises of candy. Ow. <laughs> Tastes like candy. I don't remember the promises of candy. Were they promised yeah, the baby? I think we were candy? talking about yeah. whatever. I'll roll with it. Candy. <laughs> Ow. Ow. Well, Jason, which GLHG comment do you want? I think we need to talk about this one because Green Lantern HG makes a comment. He says, "Finally, should it be fair to give a trophy if at D Ray nineteen seventy seven and at Cristados zero one are not in the episode now?" Nope. Nope. I think nope, it is not. more than fair. Nope. I think it's more than fair. It's not. For those of us that showed up, mm-hmm. put out mm-hmm. the funny. That's right. I mean, I want my trophy. That's what I'm saying. Well, I want my all, all I'm saying is, I mean, if it's an episode that I'm not on, is it really funny? Yes. <laughs> yes. Gosh darn it. Yes. <laughs> I, I mean, look, I landed that partridge in the pear tree joke earlier <laughs> and it landed and nailed. Did, did it? <laughs> I took an unofficial poll, and out of the people I polled, 100% of the people said it was hilarious. <laughs> this is shocking. So the two people that were on the show think mm-hmm. that it's fair, and the yeah. two people that were not on the show. No, it's the two it. funniest people that weren't on the show. Oh. Oh. Yeah, okay. Is. All right. So we did have Dave, though. You know, he's pretty we good. We did have Dave. Dave was pretty funny on that. <laughs> You suck at fighting, you lie. He, lied. <laughs> he can't make jokes and he lied. <laughs> oh, Pat, bring us home. I'll give the last one is with GLHG as well, too. So uh, great episode and great guests. Alan and Dave get a trophy for putting up with Jared and watching the This Sherlock Holmes episode. I read one of the comments on YouTube at the beginning, and it said Watson was reading Punch-Out! magazine. I wonder if that was intentional. I wonder why. Oh, at the beginning, he was reading. He was reading it. Punch-Out! magazine. He punched everybody out. That's funny. Good catch there, GL. Putting up with Jared. You know, GLHG, I bust my hump, man. I make the calendar. I update the scripts. You know, I set people up for jokes. And this is probably why you've given me every trophy in 2020. And I thank you, sir. Thank oh, you. Boy. <laughs> trophies I'll tell you what's going to happen. I'm going to start editing out Delvin's punchlines. <laughs> Cut them out. <laughs> thank <laughs> you, buddy. <laughs> Noel thinks you're funny. Delete button. 
<laughs> you're either on the train or and that's all we have today <laughs> you know? oh jason wrap it all up bud all right well that's it for this episode of saturday matinee theater if you'd like to hear more from us in the realm of comic books check out the long box crusade pat where can they find that well jason i'm glad you asked you can find us on the itunes google play and most podcatchers you can also find us on www.longboxcrusade.com. Find us on the Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Longbox Crusade. Now, let's take it back to you, Jason. I got to be a little quiet on this one. I don't want Sean hearing this, but uh, if you want to hear us on our trek through all the James Bond films, check out On Her Majesty's Secret Podcast. Jared, where can they find that? Uh, they can find that on iTunes, Google Play, and most podcast. I heard a move. No, <laughs> okay. Most podcatchers. It's also at www.secretpodcast.podbean.com. Oh, we're okay. And <laughs> Twitter at OHMS Pod. I think we made it. Daniel Craig's a four. He's a four. All right. If you'd like to chat with us online, we can be found at Delvin. Kick us off. You can find me at D E E underscore R A Y one nine seven seven. Pat. You can find me on the Twitter at Christatos01. Jason? You can find me at Weasel Skull on Twitter or Jason Albrick on Facebook. Jared? You can find me at Yard Sale Artist, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. It's all at Yard Sale Artist. And if you want to interact with us with live chat and be entered to win some free stuff on our live raffles, join us for our next episode of Doing It Live Stream over on YouTube. We do them on the second Sunday of every month, and we always start at 3.30 p.m. Central Time. You can get signed up for that by looking up Longbox Crusade on YouTube. And please subscribe to our channel and click the bell so you'll get reminder notifications for when we go live. Well, thanks for joining us for this episode of Saturday Matinee Theater. Normally, we'd be going to Planet Mongo, but we're coming up on our 40th special, so... Can you believe it? Oh, yeah. You know what that means. We're going to do a movie. Dirty 40. Mm -hmm. Mm, Who gets to pick this movie? 40 shorty. It's me. I I pick. It's my turn. All All you jokers... Uh, oh, oh, you're trying to set us up with a riddle. I see. Uh, I see. Okay. Well, we don't know for sure what it's going to be, but we'll. See you next time. It's going to be purr. Oh, I better bring my shark repellent. Oh.